thank you. That's right, you, the person who literally just hit the play button. You don't know how much I appreciate the fact that you were tuning in to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest to you right away, but before I do that, I want to take a moment just to say that the DTP is 100% fan-supported, so when I say I literally could not do this without you guys hitting that subscribe button, sharing these episodes, telling your friends about it, and just even giving me the feedback that you do every single week. Without you guys, this dream could not be possible. You are amazing. If you're new to the show, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Without further ado, let's kick off another fantastic episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Music, athletics, arts, and entertainment. The Desert Tiger Podcast with Colton Geschwagner. And as you just heard, that is me, your host, here every single week on the Desert Tiger Podcast. My name is Colton G. I hope you are having a great day, no matter what day, no matter what time you are choosing to tune in to the DTP. Welcome. This week on the podcast, my guests are carried away. At least three members of the band carried away. Carried Away is a female-fronted pop-punk band from Toronto, Canada that was formed in 2015 by a group of friends willing to pursue their passion in alternative music. It currently consists of Madison Crombie, Daniel Alexandrov, Alex Koval, and Justin Fabian. Combining the catchy, upbeat sounds of early 2000s pop-punk, Mixed with the angrier, heavy emotions of modern-day emo alternative, the band has created a unique sound, although familiar and recognizable, and we're going to discuss why that is later on in this interview, is clearly and undoubtedly their own. Filled with a raw intensity, edgy guitar riffs, thumping bass and drums, as well as catchy, powerful vocal hooks, it continues to deliver a truly powerful emotional impact to the audience. Today, I am going to be speaking with Madison, Alex, and Daniel. From the band Carried Away, I am very excited, and they are too, because they are working up to the release of a brand new EP album dropping later this year. They've already dropped three singles coming up to that, and not only that, they are currently on their first run of Western Canada, so they have a lot of exciting things going on. There is a lot going on in the future, and we are going to discuss all of this. Plus, we're going to get a little bit nerdy during the episode as well. We're going to talk a little bit of video games, and then we're going to bring it right back to the upcoming album, what it means to them personally, the inspiration behind it, and just what is the message that they are trying to present to their listener. So this is going to be a conversation that is full of passion. I am very, very excited to get it started. But of course, before we can get it started, you guys know that we need to bump some tunes, get your feet grooving, gotta play you guys a little bit of that new Carried Away. And this song that I'm going to be playing for you first is their latest single. They literally just dropped it. Literally just dropped it not that long ago at all. You can also find it on my Canadian punk and hardcore playlist. I hope that you guys enjoy the sounds of Forever Lost. Me, I fell before. Explain. 
the Desert Tiger Podcast. We're here with three of the members of Carried Away. Would you like to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, please? My name is Alex. I play guitar. I'm Daniel. I also play guitar. And I'm Madison. I sing. All right. Fantastic. So we're here with three of the members. Can we get into how did Carried Away end up coming together? What is the birth of the band? Kijiji. Kijiji? Literally the internet. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. That's how it kind of started, and then mm. it's just like friends from music scene. Like, I knew Daniel from before, so I invited him in the band when, when he had the guitarist. Yeah, mm. we just, I, we just like, I think there's an ad, and I just, like, we contacted each other, okay. and we kind of clicked, and we were like, okay, we met, and we jammed some music, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's start to do this. We worked together for about a year, and then... We got some songs together, and yeah. Okay. So, do you have previous band experience before you guys, like, decided to jump into the looking for section of the internet, or was this sort of like your first dive into the musical realm? Uh, I've played in a couple bands. The first was more of the covers, and then the second one, I was just, I just wasn't clicking as well with the genre, and it was the situation where the singer wanted to write everything ourselves and didn't have anyone to do creative input and I'm the person who likes to write a lot so I decided to do something different and that's how I found uh, Justin who's our drummer uh, who contacted me through KTG and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually had like played in a few bands in high school I think actually like my first gig ever was uh, this place Smiling Buddha Bar was like my doing my last year of high school and then even in high school are like we had like an official high school rock band too that was kind of part of it was kind of those kind of yeah. so and mm-hmm. like just which is like the covers of like popular songs official high school rock like band? you know how like there's like a band like you know like a high school band yeah so like we also had like one for just like for like a rock band really yeah okay I've... like we had like two like kids like had to try out and you know what yeah is that a thing at least? Yeah. Wow, I've never heard of that. I never heard about that until I got into the high school either, but it was like it was pretty cool. That is actually kind of amazing that they like support yeah. that kind of artistic. Yeah, and then like, we route. played like a couple shows for the school right. and that was it. Really? Yeah. So like they put you in front of an audience and yeah. like, did they have a teacher like help you learn the songs? Yeah, yeah, like it was like one of the music teachers who was organizing everything. Really? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it was really cool of him because cool. he's also like, he himself was like in the local band. Mm-hmm. I think he still might be doing music actually. For but, yeah. awesome, cool. So once you guys hit the ground running, was it like were you guys playing covers, getting comfortable with things? Were you immediately writing your own tracks? What was the story behind that? Um, I never really had band experience before. I was in choir in school and. I guess, like, I think when we really started, we kind of played a few covers, like, to jam and kind of get to know each other, and then we kind of hit the ground running, and we're like, let's, let's try this, let's try that, and we kind of sat down together and talked about the kind of music that we wanted to play and write, and it was a lot of fun, actually, in the beginning stages of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we spent maybe, like, eight months to a year just kind of, like, jamming out and just making some songs that were kind of happy with but didn't really play any shows until we actually released that material okay yeah we wanted to kind of get to know each other too like Mm -hmm. learn how each other played what kind of music we liked and like how that would all come together like collaboratively for Mm -hmm. the music that we wanted to create okay so rather doing what some bands think that they have to do and playing as many shows as possible you guys wanted to make sure that you had a solid repertoire of tunes to go off of once you actually hit the stage then yeah i think that's what we wanted we didn't want to play like six cover songs and one original we wanted to play one one cover song and mm-hmm. six original so songs. right off the start you guys knew that like you wanted this to be yourselves your own voices and to be something special and not just producing and rehashing yeah. something that you already loved and played a hundred times over yeah kind of like that yeah not mm-hmm. that we don't love doing that we well, still do it when we're at practice for of sure of course <laughs> and there is a place for that, but I feel that too many bands today kind of 
rely on that hook of like, all right, let's play a classic song in this genre just to try and get everyone hooked in and hopefully that'll keep them hooked. Mm. That's interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> way to look at it. That's... The band I used to play in, we had a rule where it was like no covers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ever. That's... Ever, really? Ever. We played one Canada Day show where we did one set of covers. Other than that, it was just a straight no-go. Smart. <laughs> yeah, we actually released a single in the music video before we played our first show. Okay. Yeah, so that kind of got traction going. Mm -hmm. And our first show, it wasn't just like three kids. It was actually like pretty full and people knew the songs that mm -hmm. were released. But it was fun. only think that that's really like... That, the only reason that happened is because we had help from like the industry mm -hmm. like we had we had made friends like going out at, to bars at night and just like kind of like talking to people around and like you just you just like talk about like oh what do you think would be the best way to do this and everybody's like pretty friendly and like is happy to talk about it so mm -hmm. it was, we kind of had help from like in the background as well to help us like kind of release it in a certain way so that it, we could get that pull that traction mm -hmm. definitely you guys got yourself out there and can built those connections early on which a lot of people don't realize are actually very crucial to not only longevity but to the start of one's career mm -hmm. and everybody like most people in the Toronto scene are really nice and awesome mm -hmm. and, I've, and I've always been just so welcoming and excited for fresh music new music mm -hmm. which is awesome which is fantastic it's always seemed to have been one of the bigger arts um scenes and cultures in Canada which is fantastic there's a lot of things coming out of Toronto and I'm very excited that some of those bands are making their way out west like you guys are yeah. just fantastic is this guy's like your first like full like Canadian run yeah, yeah. this is First time. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, have you guys done like small Eastern runs beforehand to get, like get a little bit of tour experience? Yeah. We've done a little like small four or five day runs in Ontario, like mm -hmm. just around like um, London, Ontario, like Hamilton, Oshawa, mm -hmm. Sarnia, all those places. So. Okay, and we also hit up Montreal too. Mm -hmm. So Montreal, Ottawa, Montreal is always fun to play. Yeah, Montreal is awesome. Montreal is. I don't know what it is about that city. There's just an energy to it it's where it just art. like art drives. Oh, and it's so awesome. It's like just stepping inside of that city just gives me energy and makes me want to literally jump off walls. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I agree with that. Love the so. place so much. So if you didn't really have much of musical experience beforehand, do you do most of the lyrical writing like That's, yourself yeah or so was there a period where you had to get comfortable with doing that or were you writing lyrics before you had gotten in the band I was I've I think I've been writing poetry probably since I was 10 okay I was really into English when I was in elementary school and high school I loved reading and writing poetry mm -hmm. um literally would just sit in the library at lunch like <laughs> And read mm -hmm. like a little little loser. So I think when I've always loved music, it's always been a something that has moved me. So when it came to kind of putting them both together, the poetry and the music, it was a little bit of like a finding your footing. But once I got there, I felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So I know that Alex mentioned earlier that like previous bands, some people tried to take the full reins. With yeah. Carried Away, do you feel that it's more of a group effort? Like you guys are actually all putting in your key pieces yeah. of the band? and It's definitely a lot more of a group effort and I think it's working out a lot better and I feel a lot more comfortable than I was before. Uh, because before, like, as I said, in my old band, it was the singer who would write, like, everything, chord progressions, the, the drum style and vocals, and I would just feel like I'm a touring member of the band as opposed to someone with creative input. But uh, here we all have, I feel like, an equal share of, of, of our contributions. So in some songs, it's more of one member, some songs more of the other, but it's usually pretty equal. And honestly, we talk to each other. Communication is so important. Like, do you like this? If you don't like this, let's talk about it. Let's write something different. What can we do to improve it to make it better so that we can all feel comfortable with it? You know, like, we want to make sure that what we put out, we're all happy with. That's so mm -hmm. important. 
Okay, so with that, you guys saying that you feel that you're putting in a lot of energy and a lot of good work towards you doing. You guys have released a lot of singles, and you're working towards a bigger release later on in this year, if I do believe so. Do you guys want to speak a little bit about those singles, what they mean for you, and what the plans are for the rest of the year? Alex, do you want to start that uh, off, and then I can follow you? Basically, with that, um, the first two singles, Expectations in July, we did with uh, Sam Guayana a bit earlier, who worked with... Uh, like Pacific, mm-hmm. Rarity, a lot of other bands, and the, great, great those catalog. two. He's honestly like an amazing producer. Yeah. I love working mm-hmm. with him. And I feel like with those two singles, we started uh, finding footing is like in like our own unique sound. Like we figure out a lot more how to write, if we want to sound like, uh, and everything. So we recorded them, and then we threw it out there to see people's reaction and everything and then earlier this year we came back to Sam to record uh, the rest of the EP the rest of the attempt to put mm-hmm. out yeah. later which okay. is super exciting I think mm-hmm. what like I'm not very um, as open about this as I guess I would like to be but a lot went on in 2016 for us as a group like mm-hmm. we lost a lot and um, it's exciting to actually finally have this music and be ready to put it out because we did go through a time where it was hard to write music. Yes. And so it's exciting. And I think all the songs on the EP will touch on that time, kind of going over the emotions that we felt in that time and Mm -hmm. what we went through and kind of starting over, I guess. Okay. So even though it's essentially almost a beginning because do you guys have an ep before this we do yeah okay. it's called intrepid okay it's on all streaming sites if you want to check it out mm-hmm. but um it was our first ep we put that up before we started playing any shows okay all right what was the uh, first single that you guys released um it was i uh, called actions okay back at like late 2015 um it was more of like a fast pop punk like December mm-hmm. 2015. December 2015. Mm-hmm. How has the sound of the band evolved since the release of Action to the new work? Forever Lost is our new single. Yes. That is also on all streaming sites. Check it out. Yes, just dropped. <laughs> just dropped. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Daniel, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, this, like, so the way how our sound evolves, it's, uh, it's kind of pretty interesting. Because we started off... Uh, kind of keeping things simple mm-hmm. but now it's just well, what's happening is like we're still maintaining that simplicity while adding like more detail to it you know so it's just like it's basically like you know like you're, like you're making a painting you know first you just have the stickman figure and then you just kind of you have also just a person you know it's not, but it's just like there's just more detail to that person you know it's just another stickman so and I feel like we're definitely changing a bit from the pop punk genre as well. Like just like we're kind of adding more elements like from different uh, genres. So just kind of like we don't limit ourselves just to like pop punk. Yeah. It's just like I think that's important. We're just like very like important. when I write music, like when we write music, it's uh, you know the whole point of music is to kind of express what you feel mm-hmm. and like make sure people can relate to it and. If I come up with something, or someone comes up with something that does that job, then if it's not pop punk, then but it works, so it does its job mm-hmm. as music. And I think that we write in a way that we want to express our emotions, but we want to let them out and let them go, and we want to like promote love and healing and acceptance and everything and everywhere. And I think. We always find a way, even if the the lyrics can get a little dark for a minute, we always find Mm -hmm. a way to kind of like give you that little hope, you know, and I think that we try to do that as well, which is important. I think over time we realize that like limiting ourselves uh, in just in the terms of one genre is just limits of what we can express in music. Uh, There are a couple songs on repeat that are like, that wouldn't be even considered pop punk like at all. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for those ones to come out because I'm excited to see what people think of them and how they react to them mm-hmm. because it's the direction that I definitely want to be going. Mm-hmm. And definitely it's, you have to follow your heart as opposed to following a genre because, and I've said it with multiple of my guests before where it's, if you're trying to chase what's being done, 
you're chasing what's already being done. If you're following your heart and you're trying to push what's next, you're actually could be creating that next trend, that next thing. And that's it is how is music supposed to be evolved if we're constantly trying to chase everyone's last achievements yeah but another thing to keep in mind though is like if you wanted to catch up like to catch on with the people uh it has to be like be familiar you know because if it's too extreme if it's like too too new then like people will be like nah this is too much Mm -hmm. it's kind of like and you see that those trends like in marketing all the time like like the first like touchscreen came out like what the 90s no one bought it and it's like because no one's familiar with it it's kind of same thing with music too it's like like i mean look at all the songs that are being popular right now they're all like kind of there's a lot of sampling going on there's like a lot of like big like people kind of being inspired from other people so i think like the best way to go about it is just like you know you create something new but at the same time you let those inspirations like, influence yeah, you. yeah let the like the old stuff influence like and like mm-hmm. so it's like there's like because like people like psychologically like i wired to like both familiarity and something that's new mm-hmm. so like having like combination of those two things is like the most optimal thing yes absolutely is you definitely want to pay homage to the things that helped bring you to where you are but you don't want to get caught within those Exactly. so having just brought up inspirations let's get into some of those classic bands those can't live without those high school heroes those inspirations that got you through those hard times let me know um speaking of hard times (laughs) just kidding (laughs) go ahead alex okay i'll I'll start i guess that um when i was um when i was maybe like 10 or 12 years old and i had an older cousin who jammed to punk music and he would just like leave me a bunch of new falgorian bling cds and that's kind of how it started. I had one of those, like, the boombox, the CD players, and I used to just, used to play, uh, like, Blink, again, New Fangoria, and I, at, at first I couldn't get into it, but then when I did, I, I started picking it up and it more, and then, like, eventually it was, like, all I listened to. Hmm. Just took over um, your entire yeah. repertoire. Uh, it, it took over, and then I started like looking at the MTV, and I got into bands like Simple Plan. Uh, got into bands like Sum Forty One. I guess that's what like my er, like my early teenage years. That kind of what what was I listened to, and then I, and then my taste kind of expanded. I started listening to more like alternative and heavier music as well, and then I caught on on the new pop punk trend when it came out in like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. with all those bands like the stories so far. Okay, so the, those started catching you once again, yeah. sort of with their vibe and yeah. whatnot. Okay. Cool. Definitely like something to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was I started off with like Brian Adams, Motley Crue, Papa Roach type of music with my family and then Mm -hmm. um kind of just evolved i was always drawn to powerful female vocals so like no doubt was always a huge one for me paramore obviously um um nikki sick i can't pronounce any names my my mom listened to that a lot blondie that kind of stuff um and i don't know i guess probably like Tonight Live, Paramore, Tomo Plan, all those, like, have heavily influenced, like, mm-hmm. the music that I like to write, mm-hmm. I think. You're looking for Stevie Nicks? Yes, thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Huge fan. Uh, yes, Huge me fan. too, but I can't pronounce her name, apparently. <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Motley Crue completely went off and tried to rip it off when they went and made their name so oh man i love that don't ever tell my aunt that we might have a fight on our hands yeah when i was little so when i was seven years old i had this idea as a, as a seven-year-old boy that the more distortion there is in music like in guitar distortion the cooler it is i don't know why i thought that so like i was just like drawn to like rock music and like when i was like seven or eight my dad brought one one time back home like these two pod cds like those, uh, I think it was like Alive and uh, the other one that came out in 1999. And like, I just kind of started listening from there. And I just like, for some reason, I was just drawn to like really heavy music as a kid. And just like, I would just like listen to BOD, then I'll expand more to like, you know, these other bands like Linkin Park, stuff like that. And then 
when I got to high school, that's when I just, like, started listening to metalcore. Like, right now, like, my favorite band is Augers Burns Red. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm gonna miss them. They're gonna play in Toronto on September 7th with Devil Wears Prada, but you know what? We're here on tour. Tour life. <laughs> you know, right. I saw them live mm-hmm. at least 10 times, but mm-hmm. I still want to see them, but you know what? It is well, what it course. is. <laughs> When yeah. it's one of your favorite bands, it doesn't matter how many times you've oh, yeah. seen them, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You so, could go a hundred different times, and it's always an experience. Yeah. But yeah, I actually never really got into pop-punk. It was always, like, metalcore stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just throughout high school, when I started getting older, like, I just, like, kind of... I kind of started expanding to pretty much any kind of genre. Like, got into, like, 21 Pilots, started listening to stuff like that, like, listening to, like, jazz... Uh, and then, like, even, uh, like, Christian praise and worship music, like, Bethel music, or, like, Hillsong, yes. is just, like, I don't know, because I like the simplicity of it, and, like, you know, uh, so, yeah, my inspiration is, like, musically, it's pretty much all over the place, it's, like, mm-hmm. anything but pop-punk mm-hmm. somehow. And very <laughs> eclectic. Yeah. And very, very pop-punk band. I, I understand that, because, like, I technically was a metalhead as well, and I got pulled into a pop-punk band, and it was like, for the first little while, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, you guys, and then it was like, as soon as we hit the stage and started playing the music, it was like, I love this. Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's, it's fun, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're a musician, like, no matter what you're playing, it's going to be fun. Mm. No, and it's, yeah. it's, it is like this type of music, like that alternative scene, it allows you to just have that fun with your music where yeah. sometimes in the metalcore you see a lot of the musicians where they feel like they have to take themselves so seriously or whatnot. And within this realm, it's just like, I can be as goofy as I want to be because yeah. who really cares? Yes. Mm. It's like the aesthetic is sarcasm and sometimes when you're on stage, you can use that and it's great. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, as long as you're willing to rock it, I mean... Own it. Exactly, right? I mean, and that, once again, just goes back to following your heart and being yourself. Because, I mean, if you try to be anything else on stage, people are going to be able to tell. 100% people know when you're not yourself. And people don't like that. They'll... If you aren't who you are, then people will know immediately and not treat you the same, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be who you are because... So much better. Yes. Absolutely. Honesty has got to be the best policy. And believe me that I'm being honest when I say that we have a lot more of this conversation with Daniel, Maddie, and Alex of Carried Away coming up for you guys very shortly. Of course, you guys know I need to play you another single that they have dropped that is going to be on that upcoming release that they are building up to, that they are working all that steam up for. I hope that you guys are excited for it because you can literally feel the excitement in their voices as I am talking to them. Like, just going through and editing this. That's right, we're breaking the fourth wall here. Oh my goodness, I'm editing my own product. As I'm editing this, you can literally feel the passion and the energy coming off of them of how proud they are of what they are creating, and I love it. I also love all of the people who have gone ahead and ordered their Desert Tiger t-shirts from me. As you guys heard at the top of the show, this podcast right now is 100% percent fan supported so those people who are literally willing to wear us on their back on their chest and rep us in front of their friends their family their hometown their set whatever it is i am so very thankful that you guys for doing that because you are helping me get one step closer to actually turning desert tiger into a full-fledged media production, promotion, like, beast here. Like I said, I want to rebuild the Western Canadian scene. I want to rebuild this bridge, and I am so happy that this band, Carried Away, is touring Western Canada. We need more bands from out west, out east, and we need more bands from out east, out west. You guys, we need to make this happen! Alright, so before I just keep on rambling forever, I need to play you another song by Carried Away. 
so I hope that you guys are ready for some expectations. Desert Tiger Podcast. So, one of the things that we touched on earlier, so as the listeners know, these guys are running on a little bit of a tight schedule, so this is going to be a quick interview today. We'll get them another time. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) So, we mentioned video games before we got into it earlier, so let's dive a little bit into it. What are your guys' key video games? What got you gaming hard? What What was your first step into the gaming realm, your first touch of a controller, oh. Oh. what do you love to play now? So our NES was probably the first controller I ever touched, mm-hmm. Super Mario 3, blow the cartridge always, Yes. on that little TV with the dial knobs in your house, yeah, mm-hmm. I can myself probably, <laughs> but honestly, and now probably I play PS4, love RPGs, mm-hmm. love me some good old GameCube Nintendo though. Anything like that. GameCube um, is a know. hidden treasure. It is such a hidden treasure. People are like, oh, I don't remember that one. I'm like, guys, it was my childhood. So. The RPGs that came out on that game and only and only that system are just... And it was at the time when graphics were easier to fast produce because mm-hmm. they weren't as refined as they are now. Mm-hmm. So they could just pump out games for every movie that came out. Every mm-hmm. book that came out, they were just pumping out these games like left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. It's a good time and in the there's game. So much to play. Hundred <laughs> percent. What about you guys? Do you guys, Alex, Daniel? Yeah, I started with a uh, PC gaming just when I was little, and like the game for me is Halo Combat Evolved, like the very first <laughs> Halo game. That is yes. like 
honestly, just like I have so many great memories playing that game. It's like it, even now I'll still go back to it and play it. Uh, just like it just brings so many like nostalgia, like just like nostalgia to it. Well, that was a yeah. game changer for yeah, a lot that, of like, people. Like, I think it was like the first game to introduce like limited amount of weapons, you, like you can carry. It's like the first game to introduce like vehicles, like mm-hmm. where you can actually like, you know, in, like engage with the vehicles and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the first game to like introduce like different face designs for different characters. Like before that, all, all characters had the same face designs. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like that game changed like the genre like it defined the genre really mm-hmm. it's like expanded and then, yeah mm-hmm. and then like I played uh the original Far Cry that was that was a fun game it's a good game actually mm-hmm. uh yeah it's not the same like the way it is Far Cry now but the original Assassin's Creed was also really good oh the first okay. one the storyline was so oh good. I the first so one was involved so involved good it. so involved with it <laughs> It was, like, afterwards when they started bringing in, like, the esoteric, like, let's get, like, really, really far out with it. It was, like, okay, like, my mind is blown, but, like, okay. Now I'm a little far-fetched here. I'm not <laughs> sure how I'm yeah. feeling. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it was huge in the Ubisoft game before that they had before that, Prince of Persia, which is, like, kind of, like, a pre-free game to the Assassin's Creed. It has, oh. like, a similar idea, and the storyline was so good. And Amazing then after the third games. one, they kind of went off and released that, that cartoonish graphics one that wasn't as good as, like, a revamp. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when they put out Assassin's Creed 1, I played it, and I was like, yo, this is great, I'm stoked on it. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I just play Zelda Breath of the Wild, was always a huge fan of the, those series, so I'm just trying to just finish it. epic. We're lucky epic to have series. the Switch on tour. So we're playing Mario Kart in the van. See, how amazing and like, it's rad, yeah. is that? It's like before, it was like, okay, if you wanted to try and do that, it's like, can you put a system inside the vehicle? Put without, a TV in there. Without, and then like, is the, are the discs going to get scratched up? Like, That's how is this going to work? And now it's just like, oh, plop. Exactly. Technology. I love it. That's such a good thing that they've done. Like, I think it's one of the best things that happened recently with gaming because with Switch, you can actually play full featured games and, like, take it on the go. Not just play, like, the, like, stuff like Game Boy and stuff that's not, like, the same. Mm -hmm. Although we did love the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy. It's close to our hearts. It is, but it's just, like... They would release a lot of games with the same title, but they would be Completely so different. restricted. Oh my god. I don't know if you ever played The Sims, but I was a big fan of The Sims. I yes. feel like a lot of ladies, you're with me here, you love The Sims. Um, mm-hmm. And on the computer, it's so different than it is on the GameCube, on the Xbox, on yeah. anything. So different. Gameplay is so different. But Oh, it's like, it's so much slower mm-hmm. on the GameCube, because it's just like you're trying to catch up with your people, and it's like, I can't move the cursor this fast! Yeah, where'd you go? <laughs> I can't keep you happy! <laughs> Honestly, even something like, on tour, like, even something like a cell phone will work, just like playing Plants vs. Zombies on the phone. He's obsessed with that game. It's an amazing game in its simplicity, so yeah. I can't blame him at all. I've got it on my PC, and yeah. even with, like, the amount of RPGs and action games and everything else, it's just some days you just yeah. need to sit down and... Yeah, or, like, or like you know, the complete opposite of that, like, a game like Civilization. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like everything's super complicated. <laughs> I'm actually literally, like, I'm checking Steam right now, like, every, like, day... Because I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Like, I want to buy Civilization Five. Oh, man. Like, D- download Steam's plant, like thing onto your phone. and like, Yeah, I do have it on my phone. I just oh, yeah. I check it, like, every day. Like, oh, yeah. It, like, it, it, yeah. it sends me alerts every day for yeah. what's on my wish list. Oh, so if you yeah. throw it on your wish list, it'll actually tell oh. you when it goes on sale. Okay. Thank you for telling yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, every time something on my wish list goes on sale, I get, like, a pop-up on my phone. That's rad. Yeah, so just throw it on your wish list, and it'll hook you up. Yeah, God bless Gabe for making his team, right? Yeah. Oh, Good my goodness. Oh, my goodness. As he sucks your wallet into your computer. Oh, oh. The sales aren't nearly as good lately, though, okay. so be- being able to not fall into that hole is a lot easier these days. That's a good thing. <laughs> How about oh. you? What about you? you got to tell us your favorite game, then. Oh, my goodness. Um... I mean, I've always been a huge RPG person. Yeah. Personally, um, Final Fantasies have always been big. Um, like Pokemon and its simplicity, 
is probably got to be like the biggest thing for me. It's yeah. I've been playing that game since it originally came out, yeah. and how did you always, feel with Pokemon Go came out then? Okay, so like as a diehard Pokemon person, like there was like little things about it that were just like yeah, but it was like as soon as I was willing to let those go, and just accept it for what it was, it was like it was fun. Because it's actually, like, you interact with people that normally, like, you wouldn't interact with. Because, like, let's face it, the type of people that play this game normally aren't, like, going to be those type of people that are going to, like, talk to you when they're walking by you in public. Mm -hmm. They're not the type of people that are going to try and initiate a conversation or anything else. Or it's not as easy for them. Exactly. Like, they're not comfortable doing Mm -hmm. it. And it's like, and this immediately gives them something where, like they can talk to and it's like you've got jocks playing this game where like and they can totally just talk to somebody where like eight years ago when they were in high school like they they couldn't be dead talking to each other but it's like now this game like completely just broke down the wall and it's like fantastic good and i hope that like i I think that that hopefully is the trend like knocking mm -hmm. I hope that we keep knocking down those barriers of, like, everybody thinks that they have to be a specific way. Because exactly. it kind of keeps everybody from being themselves. In a bubble, yeah. So much. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I added that game in Civ Five on my wish list. Just, just now. <laughs> just now. All right. Making it happen. Important. Important. Right. Priorities. Priorities. Okay, so... Like we said, this one's got to be a little bit short. So before I ask my last question of this interview, where can my listeners find out more about Carry It Away? Well, we have a website. Alex, what's the website? Uh, CarryItAwayOfficial.com. And we also have Facebook slash Carry It Away Official, Instagram slash Carry It Away Official, and Twitter slash Carry It Away on um, like in terms of O-N. So at Carry It Away Official for our Facebook and our Instagram, and then at Carried away on for our Twitter. We update those if you want to know what's going on with us. YouTube, we got YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube as well. If you want to know what's going on with us, definitely check those out. We yeah. have merch on sale on our website too. So if you see anything that we're posting on tour that you like, check out our website. You can purchase it there. Mm-hmm. And um, what what else, guys? What else? Our music's on Spotify, Apple Music, Google yep. Play. Um, watch our lyric videos, music videos on YouTube, and I promise you, there's definitely so much more to come within upcoming months for us and for Carried Away. Alright. Fantastic. So I asked you guys a little bit earlier in the interview like about what the future holds. So we've spoken a little bit like can we dive more into this EP? What it truly means to you and the message that you are trying to get across not only from yourself but to the listener. What are yeah, what are you trying to bring forward with this, essentially, child that you're giving? Because, I mean, let's face it, this is what you do as musicians. You give birth to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like everybody has their own kind of, like, excitement about the record and different ways why they're excited about it. I personally think, like, from my, I guess, lyrical, personal perspective, this album is really just about healing for us. We lost a best friend and a dad and a grandpa and all these people that we respected and looked up to and looked for for guidance when we were lost. And I think this is just a description of that. Kind of like, um, for me anyways, what do you guys think? Daniel, Alex, what do you think about this? I guess baby, mm-hmm. as you would say that we yes. are birthing. Um, I, honestly, for me, it's about like finding the new ground. It's a starting hours of fi- finding a ground, both music and lyrics and life and in, in life and footing and like in our music and in who we want to be, both as people and musicians. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like something like it that for me to see how much I changed over the years and like how much. Uh, you know, how different I am, and it's, like, basically, you know, just something, like, to go to, like, like, basically, like, with the way how music progressed, it's, like, 
I can see, okay, this is, guess, like, how it changed, like, with the way I think, and, uh, you know, Growth. and I just, and I just hope people, like, will really enjoy it, and, like, will enjoy the new directions that we're taking it in. I think it's an album of growth and healing. That's really mm-hmm. what it was for us. And I hope for other people it can be an album that kind of opens their mind to if they are feeling like they can't start over, like they've started over so many times and they're just like, oh my God, enough is enough. Like I've done this so many times and like just take that last little step. Like mm-hmm. you're right there. And I know that it feels like trash, but get back up because mm-hmm. one bad day, Six bad days, ten bad days is not worth your life. It's mm-hmm. not worth that. It's and you, not... you can't let it knock you down. Exactly. Forever. And that's the power and the message I hope that we share with this album. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking very forward to it. Woo-hoo! And I hope that as many people enjoy and indulge in that message as possible. Well, thank you guys so very much for joining me today on the show. I know that you guys have a quick drive here to Vancouver to play a show tonight. Yes. Whoop, whoop. We're playing a show with Chase Words, Alani Walk, who are the band we're touring with, uh, and I believe RKX and Tulsi Place. It's mm-hmm. going to be really fun. It's, it's going to be at 333 Clark Drive in Vancouver, BC. Okay. Anybody wants to, I guess... It's gonna be a good time. All right. Um, what's the rest of the tour looking like? Going back home basically, and just hitting mm-hmm. up different towns on their way back. Okay, so, so it's gonna from be... the west, just yeah. heading right yeah. back east, hey? Yeah. Uh, pretty much every major city. It's Calgary, Edmonton, Lethbridge. Nelson, Regina, Winnipeg, Saskatoon. Unfortunately, not. not, not which not bums me out so bad. Yeah, I'm playing Lethbridge though too. Okay. Yeah, we tried really hard to make Saskatoon date work. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. It's just the way the tours happen, right? I mean, I know that I tried getting you guys here for last night, but just couldn't snag a venue. So, yeah. but of course, Revelstoke stepped up and had you guys covered. So, yeah, which was ooh, nice. Revelstoke. Ooh. Heck yeah, they were so lovely. They were, everyone there was so awesome. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's good to hear. Do you think we can get like a sponsorship from Steam and like <laughs> and Nintendo? Because I feel like we plugged their products pretty good here. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully well, we can. I do want to say thank you for having us because it was lovely to meet you. Yeah. You're so you're such a cool dude. It was lovely to meet you. You guys are very cool as well. Yeah, it's a shame we only really get to hang out for like yeah. 30 minutes. Like I said, yeah. we'll we'll make it happen another time, right? We will. Yeah. We will. That's definitely. the way the tour life works. <laughs> And, unfortunately, it's time for what some of you keep telling me is the saddest part of this podcast. That's right, it's time for the outro. So, first and foremost, I want to go ahead and thank Alex, Daniel, and Maddie for stopping on their way to Vancouver from Revelstoke in the middle of their Western Canadian tour with Alone I Walk. They had a very limited period of time to stop in, but they still made the time, and I am so very thankful from the bottom of my heart. If you are living in Western Canada and you are in one of the following cities, you definitely should check out this tour of Alone I Walk and Carry It Away. It's a fantastic bill. If you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that Alone I Walk has been on twice. You know that they are making amazing music right now. So if you are in Edmonton tonight, you can see them at the Buckingham. If you are in Lethbridge on September Friday the 7th, you can catch them at the Slice. If you are in Regina, Saturday, September the 8th, they're playing at the Mercury Cafe, a venue that I am very familiar with and very fond of. And if you want to catch them on the Sunday in Alonai Walk's hometown of Winnipeg, you can see them at the Park Theater. I'm sure that there are event pages for all of this. Or you can contact either band to find out more about the show. Of course, if you want to hear more of Carried Away, like they said, you can find them on all streaming services. And both of the tracks that we played today by Carried Away, of course, 
can be found on those streaming services, those songs of course being Forever Lost and Expectations. And I once again want to give another thank you to Carried Away for allowing me to play those during this episode. So, safe travels to them on the road, I hope they make it home safely, and to you, the listeners here at the podcast once again, thank you so very much for tuning in to this episode. If you're not already a subscriber of the podcast, what are you waiting for? And if you want to take your love one step further, you can give this episode a share or you can review the podcast. That is absolutely free. If you want a Desert Tiger t-shirt, reach out to us on any of our social media and we will get them in your hands. It is $30 with shipping no matter where you want it sent. I don't give a fuck. All right, you guys. Have a good weekend.